Ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome back to this episode of Haas Federal Advisors. My name is Dallin, it is great, and it is a pleasure and an honor to spend some time with you today. I know you guys are all busy, I try to keep these episodes nice and short, so we're going to dive right in. The three questions we're gonna to cover today are about the TSP, right? And we all want to improve our TSP, and I got a ton of questions recently about it, so we're gonna dive right in. The question, question number one is a little long, but I think it can be extremely valuable for many of you. So, question one, Dallin, they say, I love your videos and, and the help you provide. You're very welcome, it's my pleasure. They say, I plan on retiring next year at my minimum retirement age. Congrats on a great career. They say, I have a relatively small Roth IRA outside of the TSP, and I just started putting money into the Roth TSP to start building more tax-free money for later in life or to my heirs. My first Roth TSP contributions just went in last pay period, but when, when I look at my TSP account online, it does not distinguish between traditional and Roth. I plan to transfer a good portion of my TSP over to an IRA upon retirement, and I was thinking of leaving the Roth TSP in the TSP until 72 and rolling that over as well. How would I know how much of my money is traditional versus Roth when I want to move that money? Also, it appears my interfund transfers apply equally to both the traditional, traditional TSP and Roth TSP. Seems like this is another one of the negative downsides of the TSP. So, okay, there is a bunch of things in there, bunch and bunch of things. Let's dig into, let's see, let's dig into the first part of what he said. And he said, hey, you know, I log into my TSP.gov, I get in there, and it's hard for me to figure out exactly how much my money is traditional and how much is Roth. It sounds like he just started putting money into the Roth. And so myself, as a non-federal employee, right, I'm not employed by the federal government, I, I can't tell you exactly what buttons to push because I don't get into TSP.gov very often unless I'm helping a client. It just doesn't happen very often, right? And so I can't tell you the exact buttons to push. Now, what I do know is on your quarterly statements, it always breaks out how much is traditional and how much is Roth. It always does that on your quarterly statements once you, once you start a Roth TSP, right? So maybe someone in the comments below, uh, you know, you, the fellow federal employees here and on the YouTube channel, um, help this brother out. Say, hey, this is how you access it potentially before, of course, quarterly statements, right? That's a long time to wait sometimes. I'm sure there's a way to access it online. I'm just not in there very often myself. But again, you can always wait for your quarterly statements and it will break it out, which is which. And of course, when you do a transfer or a roll over to an IRA, you can always tell the TSP, say, hey, I want to only roll over my traditional um, TSP, not the Roth, um, and they'll be able to distinguish no problem at all. And But you bring up another point, right? Is, okay, I have a traditional TSP and now a Roth TSP, but it doesn't seem like I can differentiate them in how I invest them. Right? When I do an interfund transfer, it seems to apply to both equally, and that's true, right? And that's one of the rules or the pieces of the TSP that's not always fun, but it just kind of comes with how the TSP is structured. And they may change that in the future, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, at that point, at this point, it is just a downside, which honestly, that, that's one of the downsides to get your money out of the TSP. There's many um, advantages to keeping it in the TSP, simplicity being right there at the top. Um, but again, I have a, a number of videos, but a couple specifically, if you type into Google, say, hey, T 
TSP versus IRA, Haas Federal Advisors. It'll pop right up. It's an ultimate guide. It goes really deep into that. So definitely check that out if you have questions on, hey, should you roll your TSP over to an IRA? What should you do? Check that out for sure. Okay, question number two. They say, I have contributed and grown a significant amount of money in my TSP throughout my career. And I've been in the military about six years and have about a hundred and $175,000 in my TSP. So we got a military vet right here. Um, I am separating from service uh, from the military in February. Can you advise on what I should do with the money? Um, so I, I genuinely don't field a lot of questions from um, military service members um, just because the vast majority of the time I'm talking to federal employees. Now, this question does apply to federal, you know, civilian federal employees. So I say, hey, why not include it here while we're talking about the TSP? Because many of you as federal employees may come to that conclusion of, okay, I'm leaving service. Maybe you're not eligible to retire from the federal government under FERS, um, but maybe you are. But what should you do with your TSP, um, whether you're you know leaving at 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever it is, there's a number of options. And there's really three, okay? Option number one, you can keep your money in the TSP. Even as a military service member, you can keep it there. As a civilian FERS employee, you can you can keep it there. That's one option. As long as you have $200 or more, you can keep it there. No problem at all, okay? Um, that being said, option number two, you can roll your TSP over to a new employer-sponsored plan like a 401k. So, for example, let's say you're 40. You're 40 years old and you're leaving the federal government, you're not eligible to retire, or, or maybe you are, whatever, whatever the situation may be, and you want to move your TSP over to the new 401k for your new job, you can do that too. You can move that over. Um, option number three is you can move your TSP over to an IRA, right? Um, if you don't want to keep it in the TSP, you can move it over to an IRA or a Roth IRA. If you have Roth TSP money, you could get that moved over and just manage it from Vanguard or Schwab or wherever you, have your, wherever you have your Roth IRA or traditional IRA, right? So those are really the three options. And if you ask me, hey, which one's the best option? Well, it depends. It depends what you're trying to do. Um, if you know you're gonna have a 401k with a new company, you know, the one advantage of putting it there is that you have all your retirement money basically in the same spot. And you may have other accounts, your spouse may have other accounts, I'm not sure, but it is really nice to consolidate. But one thing to think about before you do that, move, moving your TSP to a 401k or 403b, whatever type of account it is, you wanna make sure the fees in those accounts and the investment options are suitable for you, that they're not, they're reasonable, right? The TSP fees are extremely low um, and the TSP is easy to understand, right? Which is a great, great selling point. Now, next year there may be a lot more fund options. It may get a little more complicated, so that may be a different story at that point come um, summer of next year, but we'll take that one step at a time. As of now, the TSP is relatively simple, right? Um, investing and picking investments and planning for retirement. There's a lot of nuances there, but as investing goes, the TSP makes it as simple as it probably could be, right? Which is good. And if you, of course, have been with the military or um, the, the federal federal government for some time, you're probably familiar with the TSP funds, so you understand them. And that's a, that's a great reason just to keep it in the TSP, at least for now, right? Again, check out my guide on the TSP versus IRA. It goes some of the downsides of the TSP, which, you know, it's a long it's a long article and video so check that out if you want more details there question three they say i am 36 and recently left my federal job after 17 years 
Since I am not yet close to retirement age and not planning on working for the federal government anymore in the future, what would you recommend me do with my first contributions and my TSP? Thank you for your time. So we just talked about the TSP side. Uh, okay, you know, if you're leaving, let's say at retirement, let's say you're actually retiring from the federal government or you're just leaving early, those three options that I mentioned, keep it in the TSP, move it to a new employer-sponsored plan like a 401k, or move it to a IRA. Those are really the three options. Um, again, there's lots of pros and cons um, for any of those three, but those are the three options to really consider, so definitely check out the details of that if, if you're in this situation. Um, but the other part of his question here, or her question, I, I usually use his and, and, and male pronouns, but these, these people definitely could be females. Um, I just, I just kind of talk. I, I'm not always politically correct, but that's just kind of what you get. Okay, I'll do my best. So the other piece of their question is, okay, what about my first contributions? Now, um, many people get this actually confused where you have your TSP and of course you're putting money from your paycheck into that every pay period, but you also have your FERS contributions. Basically, there's a big fund that the government has that you actually pay into every pay period that will fund your pension later, right? This is separate from your TSP, okay? Generally, on your leave and earnings statement or your pay stub, it'll show up under FERS, generally. It depends, I've, I've seen a, a ton of different um, pay stubs and they, they show up differently. But basically, every paycheck you, you do pay into the system and later it will fund your pension. Now, if you leave before you're actually eligible to retire, there's a couple things to think about, about what you can do with that money, right? Number one, you can always take a, they call it a refund of your retirement contributions. Again, this is not talking about your TSP, this is separate. You can get a refund, okay? Basically, they'll pay you back whatever you paid into the system. But if you do that, if you do that, you are not eligible for any type of pension later. That's the rule, okay? Now, to be eligible for some type of pension later, you have to have at least five years of service, at least five years, okay? If you would have five years, then you can take a deferred retirement, is what they call it. Basically, you can start a pension at least by 62. If you've got more than 10 years, then you can start one as early as 57. If you have less than 30 at that point, but at least 10, then of course there may be some reductions, but long story short, you could potentially get a pension later. That's the long story, you know, the short end of, of the story there. So it depends how old you are, right? If Let's say you're really young. Let's say you're 29, okay, and you're leaving federal service. Then if you keep, let's say, let's say you have seven years in the, in the system, if you keep that money in there, then at 62, you can get a deferred pension. But of course that pension is gonna be calculated at you know your salary that you that you left at 29 or whatever age you were and so you're probably going to earn a ton more over the rest of your career wherever you're working right and so the younger you are the less it makes sense to keep those contributions in the system and get a pension later because that pension is going to be so small and it doesn't it doesn't grow with inflation over time right it basically sticks your pension in a freezer until 62 and then it turns it on and it can really be really small after inflation for all those years depending on your situation right but of course the closer you are to, to, to your late 50s and 60s then the more deferred uh, retirement may make sense but again um, that's not ideal. Ideally, you can get a full-blown retirement, um, immediate pension, the whole bit, keep your insurances, get a pension right away. And, and that, of course, you have, to, you have to be eligible, right? You have to be eligible. And I, I've done a number of videos on that. And actually, in the near future, I'm gonna do a whole video on, okay, 
when, you know, how long do you have to work and to what ages to get all the benefits that you want. So that's coming soon. So those are the three questions for today. If you have any follow-up questions, put in the comments below on YouTube, or there's a link, you know, in the podcast, podcast and YouTube description to send me questions just like these so I might answer them on the next Q&A. And guess what? We recently hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a great feed, but guess what? We are pushing. Our goal here at Haas Federal Advisors is to impact as many federal employees and give you all this information for free, right, as we possibly can, because we know how just a little information can make just a drastic impact on how you prepare for retirement, and that is our goal. So we are pushing to 20,000 subscribers by the end of the year. If you haven't subscribed, please, if you found value in this, then please subscribe. If you haven't found value, then I'm sorry, right? Maybe you shouldn't watch any videos, any more videos if, if there's not any value for any value for you here. But if you did find value, consider sharing, subscribing, all those things that definitely helps us out here. So have a great rest of your day. We'll see you soon.